This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. I want you to just go ahead and pray. I want you to pray that the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Can we have Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, the message translation on the screen, please? I want us to just read that scripture and pray with it. Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, the message translation, please, on the screen. Father, open our eyes, O God. Let your light dawn upon our hearts in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to know that you have called us as witnesses. You have called us as witnesses indeed. In the name of Jesus. Ask that the Lord will flood the eyes of your heart. It will flood it with light in the name of Jesus. I want you to ask for light this morning. Ask for light. Ask for light. Media team, can I have Ephesians 1? 17 to 19, the message translation, please. Ask that the Lord will flood the eyes of your heart with light. Say, Lord, flood my heart with light, O God. Let your light come. Let your light come. Let your light come. After this meeting, you might begin to see light. You might close your eyes and it looks as if there is a ball of light in front of you. Father, let your light attend to us, O God. Help us to know, God, that we, are, you are, we have been called as faithful witnesses to witness of the strength of the power of the majesty, to witness of the strength of our God in the name of Jesus. Ask that the Lord will make you intelligent and discerning, that you will know the Lord personally, that your eyes might become focused and clear, so that you will see exactly what the Lord is calling you to do. Pray that the Lord will help you to see what He's calling you to do. He's calling you as a faithful witness. He's calling you to arise as a king and a priest in the earth. Pray and say, God, let me understand this thing that you are saying let me understand flood the eyes of my heart so god will light flood the eyes of my heart so god will light let light come let light come let light enter lord let light enter into my heart let light come to me oh god let understanding come to me lord beyond the way i've understood this topic in time past oh god let light come move me forward shifts me oh god in my mind shifts me lord shifts me lord help me to understand that you have called me to be your witness oh god you have called me to be a witness to declare to the world that you live and you reign that you are alive and you are well jesus christ said i'm the one that died and now i'm alive to live forevermore lord help us to declare to our world as faithful witnesses that you are the one that died and now you live forevermore that you are alive and you are no more dead. You are alive. Lord, through our lives, through our conduct, let us be able to say to our world that you are alive and you are well. In the name of Jesus. 
Father, we receive light this morning. We receive illumination this morning. We declare, Lord, that we arise, O oh God, with greater understanding of what you have called us to do in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we've prayed in Jesus' name. We ask that the entrance of your word we bring illumination yet again today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we've prayed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Good, good, um, good morning once again, people of God. Sure we all are doing well. Thank you, kings and priests. God bless you richly. Amen. All right, before I go into the message, I just want to acknowledge my sister. <laughs> I want to acknowledge my sister, Funso uh, Chukwemeka. You're welcome to be worshipping with us this morning. She's been around since, um, that was since Monday. She's been around since Monday. She's going to be around for a while. Even though she's traveling today, <laughs> she's going to see her dad today and then my brother, my brothers and their family in Lagos. But she's, she's been here with me and my brother. In, you know, I have a brother in Abuja now. Oh, you don't know. He's been here before. He's worshiping. Not here, but they've been at Afri Hotel before to worship with us. I think the wife did the cake of our anniversary, maybe the 11th year anniversary, Tosin and Mide. Yeah, so Funta has been with both of us, both families. And it's really been a good time. It's really been a good time. I'm happy that she finally was able to make it. Amen. I'm grateful to God. And that was why I couldn't resist the temptation to go dance with her. You know, during the worship session, I said, I don't know when this will be. You know, I trust God it will be more frequent now. But I'm just grateful to God that has kept her and kept her family. Amen. 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 It's going to be her birthday on the 23rd. I'm one year, 10 months older than she is. <laughs> I need to say it. <laughs> I'm older. Okay, it's not even two years, but then uh, she's been a good sister. She, she can, she's a fighter, this young woman. But thank God, we bless the Lord for how far he's brought us. And thank you for coming, sweetheart. God bless you. All right, so we'll go on with what we started earlier on. Can we just give to me the four points that we looked at during the first meeting? I'm going to read um, Revelations 1, 5, and 6. We'll read 5, 9, and 10. And then we will look into what we have for these segments. Um, the four points. We said there are some things you just need to know about this call. This call of God over your life to, be, to reign as king and as priest in the earth. And the first thing we looked at, can anybody remind us? Is the fact that God has intended that we reign as king and, king and priest in the earth from before the foundation of the earth. It is not something that started when Jesus Christ um, died for the remission of our sins. This was something that, this is something that God had always had in mind and it dates back as far back as Genesis 1, 26 in the garden when man was created. God intended from that time that we will reign on the earth. He told us, have dominion, subdue the earth. So that call for governance, that call for rule, for, for rulership, for dominion has come to you way before. Amen. We also said that um, the Israelites moved from being a slave to being kings or from being a slave in, the, in Egypt to where they owned their own lands and they were conquering, um, you know, conquering different um, different countries, taking over land, possessing land, and then spreading the rule of God on the face of the earth. And the Lord wants the same thing even today. 
the Lord wants the same thing. So uh, we, we said that second point that it's either you are reigning or you are slaving. And you need to be sure that you, are, you understand that God has called you to reign in all aspects of your life. There might be areas right now where you really don't have a good grasp of what is going on in that area. You are not, you are not, um, you know, you are not seeing the light that God has called you to reflect yet in that area. But you don't give up. You should know that in all areas, it's not just in one area, in all areas of your life, you are called to stand representing God before the people of the earth. Amen. Not everybody on earth has a Access to God. There are several people on the face of the earth that nobody is praying for them. Amen. Can you be God's man or God's woman that will stand on behalf of that person in your neighborhood, in your office? The scripture says to us, for him that is joined to the living, there is hope. There are several people joined to you and you are a living stone that the Lord is building up into his temple. Because they are joined to you, we need to be sure that there is hope for those men and those women, for those children. Amen. And so you are going to not just be their friends, just get their greetings every day, but you are going to learn to lift their names up before the Lord. Amen. And some of the things that you might begin to do is to look around you and begin to put down, you know, we, we, we talked, you know, um, I think that was last year, a bit about, about having prayer journal, or was that this year? No, last year. Having prayer journal. Part of what you do with your prayer journal is that you write down the names of people you want to pray for. There were was, there was some times in the history of this community that you know, maybe like three, four times that we did it, as far as I can remember, that we, we had um, printed out sheets, RSVP, ve- um, what do they call RSVP? Very important personalities, something like that. You said? VIP, yes, very important personalities. You know, people that you want to just say to the Lord in prayer. There are several people, it's a dangerous place to be, but I tell you there are several people like that in the face of Abu, Abu, on this, in the city of Abuja right now that nobody's lifting up their names to God. They are just lone rangers and they are easy praise for the enemy. But because you know them, because you, you, you recognize them, you know their names, you can lift them up to God. And that makes a huge difference, don't you think? It makes a huge difference. And the truth is it will make your prayer life more, more exciting, more interesting. When you begin to cry out to God for one, two, three people and you begin to see changes in their lives, you can't even tell them you are the one praying. And maybe God has even raised other people to pray. But you never can be sure. It might, only, it might even be you alone praying for such individuals. That you will just pray that this girl that I'm seeing, that the way she's beginning to be moving, move around like this in this neighborhood, we know what will become of this. But can you begin to lift her up before the Lord and pray and say, God, I'm standing as a priest in my environment. Amen. So before we get to, you know, I said I will tell us some of the things we will do, easy things that we can do. I've already said one now, even though I must still mention it later. That is, that's, that's supposed to be my last point, that you set out and begin to do something. One of the things you can do is have a prayer journal. Tell yourself just two people. Maybe you want to say, I didn't kill Jesus. So let me just do, start with two. But I tell you, when you see the results, you'll be encouraged to add more people to your list. Amen. Let's lead that out to be a priest in your neighborhood. Not just praying for yourself, but a priest will stand be- between God and the people. will make intercession so that destruction does not reign where you are. Destruction does not reign in the lives of people around you. Maybe in your office, where you do business, in your neighborhood, you know. We can lift up our voice because we know we have power with God. Amen. Okay, so we looked at the second point. And the third point, we said you can't choose... If you want to be a king or you want to be a priest, that can I choose? I don't like chicken. I like beef. Or I don't like beef. I like chicken. You can't choose. God has ordained that you reign as a king and as a priest on the earth. 
He has ordained that in the, in the secrecy of your room, you will stand between him and his people and med, you know, mediate between him and them, lift up you know, people's names, pray for yourself, pray for your city, pray for people. And then when you step out also, you are not to be pushed back. You are a force to reckon with as far as your, your, your career is concerned, as far as your business is concerned. Amen. Things that you do in the, in the neighborhood, in the environment, in the place where you are domiciled, where God has planted you, which in your own case is the city of Abuja, where God has planted you, the, you are a force to reckon with. You might not have recognized yourself as a force right now. People might not have come to you to say you are a force, but you ought to know that you are... You are success that is going somewhere to happen. Amen. You can keep saying to yourself, and maybe say to your sisters, your brothers around you, that watch out for this space. Watch out. Here. Watch out. Because I am going somewhere to happen. Amen. So we said you can't choose. You've got to have those two expressions. And you have to know how to do both. How to reign as a king and how to reign as a priest on the earth. Amen. And the number four thing, the last one that we looked at, is the fact that our reigning... Our rule, ruling is an extension of Jesus. Amen. It's an extension of the rule of Jesus. It's an extension of what, the things that Jesus wants to do. The things that God wants done here. So we are the hands, we are the legs, we are the voice. You are not just happening by chance. You have been, you, God has intended that he will express some things through you. He will reveal himself where you, where you, where you are in Abuja, maybe on your job, indeed, you know, relationships that you have that he will reveal himself through you so the, your rule your reign is an extension of jesus christ and we said for you to do it well you have to be aligned to the plans of god for your life amen you need to know what the master wants you need to know what his word is and line up behind it and then um, you will begin to reign and as you are successful or you are faithful in a little, the Lord begins to bring you into much more. Amen. All right, so we'll take a look at our anchor scriptures, Revelations 1, 5 and 6, and 5, 9 and 10. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Watch that word, witness. That is what we've been called to do. Jesus is our model. He's the one that is modeling out to witness that God is alive and well. He's the one modeling it to us so that we can model it to our world. It says, from Jesus, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our, from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests. He did not say he will make us. He said he has made us. I might not be reigning as a king yet, but I have been made a king. I might not have um, you know, realized that I'm a priest, but I have been made a priest. Made. It is past tense. It is done. What we are looking out for is the manifestation of this truth, of this reality. Amen. He has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Can we have Revelations 5, 9 and 10, please? Um, Revelations 5. Okay, 9 and 10, 9 says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us, you see that word again, made, you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. 
You have been called to reign. You have been called to a life of dominion. You have not been called to a life where you are, you are dominated or you are oppressed by the enemy, where the enemy push, pushes you up and down and he forces what he wants done in your life. No. He said, we shall reign on the earth. Romans 5.17 says the same thing to us. We have been called to reign on earth. To reign. We have been called to reign. You are not supposed to be reigned over or ruled over by the enemy. Amen. We have been called to reign, to be in control. You have been called to exercise the strength, the power, the authority of God. You have been called as a representative of God on the earth. Amen. And there is a training. That is, this is, it is part of why we come together every time we come together. Every time we come together, like we looked at some point at 2 Timothy 3.16, that there is a training in righteousness that Christians go through. Amen. We have been made since the day you were born again, Christian. You were made a king and a priest. I am not reigning as a king yet. We understand because you need to go through training. You need to be taught that you won, you are, a, you are a king, and then this is how to do it. Amen. So, the plan of God for us is that we will reign on the earth, not that we are ruled over. I want us to look at um, a popular story in Luke 19. We'll read, I'll read from 11 to 27. It's, it, it, my own Bible says the parable of the miners. I don't know what you have on yours. And it's the same as a parable of the, of the talents. It's, it's almost the same. The only difference here is the scripture says you, you were given five these and you'll be given five more. But here you have, you have been able to, you, you have been able to, you've been profitable with five. Now you're going to rule over cities. I deliberately brought this one out so that you can see that it is tied to ruling. It is tied to reigning. It is tied to having dominion. It is tied to... Um, it is tied to having a say in what goes on in cities and in, the, you know, in localities. Verse 11. Verse 11 says, Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable. That is Jesus. And we've been taught in this house. Parables are spiritual stories with earthly, right? No, earthly stories with spiritual um, meanings or essence. It has spiritual meaning or essence, but it's, a, it's an earthly story. Um, so he spoke another, another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they, were, they, because they thought the kingdom of God will appear immediately. So he said this parable to them to show them how the kingdom of God will appear. The scripture says they thought that the kingdom of God will, will just suddenly appear. They will just find themselves that they are in, they are in power. They will just find, you know, you remember the story of... Um, these two brothers, um, you said, James and John, right, that their mother came and said, please allow one to sit on the left and on the right. I don't know how the remaining 12 disciples dealt with those people after those ones or related with them because it sounds somehow, it's like betrayer, right? All of us are here. You know, there were several times that Jesus would say, what are you people talking about? And they would keep quiet. Meanwhile, they were discussing about who, will be the great, who is the greatest. Can you remember? Several times. And the Bible, and even there were times that Jesus said, we didn't condemn them. That why are you thinking of being the greatest? He actually told them how to be the greatest. He said, to be the greatest, and let me tell you, you have to serve. If you know how to serve well, 
then eventually you'll be. That is the greatest from God. God, Jesus did not even say, you people are carnal. Why are you thinking of them? He didn't, he didn't, he didn't forbid them about he didn't forbid them of thinking of wanting to be the greatest. He actually showed them the way to do it. So I'm sure all of them had this thing on their mind of, you know, um, reigning and ruling. But I don't know how these two people went home. You must have bothered them, or maybe they've had it at family devotion at home. That this one that you are following Jesus all this way, what will he end up in? Maybe we should just secure this position straight, straight away. And then the mother came and said, Jesus, please, I have something to say. He said, say. Please, can my son sit one on the right and the other one on the left? Jesus said, hmm. are they able to drink the cup? They were quick to say yes. He said, there's even no problem. That cup, you will drink it. <laughs> but to sit on the left and on the right, it is up to God the Father alone. Amen. So there is, there is, um, there is a call. There is a, yes, there is a call. There is a, a journey for, for, for rulership for reign, for dominion, to be a leader, to be the greatest. There is that yearning on the hearts of, you know, men. So these people also thought that the kingdom of God will just suddenly appear and, you know, maybe you'll be given one city to rule and that other, that other person will be given a city to rule. In, in Revelations, we are told that we have told about the millennial reign of Jesus, that Jesus will come back, amen, as he has gone. You know he's coming back. When he's coming back, he's coming back for a millennial reign. He's going to, you know, the way we say we want to go to heaven. Jesus is waiting for us to finish what we are supposed to do, occupy our place well, so that he can come back. And when he comes back, the deal is that he will come and he will rule. And he's going to rule with you and I. Amen. The Bible says we will judge angels. We might not have been taught much about that, but Jesus is coming back here. And rule will be given to, as in, given to disciples, given to his people, given to the beloved, the faithful ones of Jesus Christ. And we're going to reign here on earth when he comes during the millennial reign. But then what we have right now is a dress riaza. So Jesus said to them that this is how the kingdom will come. The kingdom will not come by suddenly you just see that people, you know, Peter is manning two cities and that person is manning three cities. He says, see how the kingdom is going to come. That's what we see in Luke 19, verse 11. 12 says, Therefore he said to them, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom, to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. 23, oh no, 12, 13, sorry. The next verse. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten miners, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, and him, that he might know how much every man had gained by training, trading. Verse 16. Then came the first, saying, Master, your miner has earned ten miners. And he said to him, Well done, good servants. Because you were faithful in a very little, in a very little, have authority over ten cities. Then the second came, saying, Master, your miner has earned five miners. Likewise, he said to them, You also be over five cities. Then another came, saying, Master, here is your miner, which I have kept, I have kept put away in a, in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. Austere man means someone that is hard to please. Like, there is nothing I will do that will please you. You collect what you did not deposit, and you reap what you did not sow. 
And Jesus said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servants. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting where, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank, that in my, at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, Take the miner from him and give it to him who has ten miners. But they said to him, Master, he has ten miners, you know, already. For I say to you, I say to you that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. Now, this, this um, story here that we see here is, is, a, is a popular story. And it, it reveals, it, it, you know, there are some things that are very easy and cheap that it's very easy to even to miss out on them because they, are, they seem too easy. Like the, 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 the um, that was Naaman now that was asked to go and wash in that river. Very common, easy, easy to locate river. And he was busy complaining that, don't, are they, aren't there better, you know, um, um, rivers? Is it this one that is the commonest one that I'm supposed to go and bathe in? There are some things that are very easy, and because they are easy, they are also easy to miss out. Jesus said to these people, he said, you are, you, you, um, he told them this parable to correct their wrong understanding of how the kingdom of God will appear. He said the kingdom will not just suddenly appear. The kingdom actually, when he came, he said the kingdom is among you here already. The kingdom of God is already growing in you know, in our midst here, the kingdom is growing. The kingdom is expanding. The kingdom is being enlarged. People are moving and pressing into the kingdom already. And then he opened it up to them. He opened their eyes to see. He said, when you have, and you know, the scripture said, for the first man, he said, your miner has produced ten. Meaning they were each given the same quantity. The parable of the towers, the parable of the talents that we probably, you would have, you know, um, read about, learned about in time past. They were given according to their abilities, right? Five talents, three talents, and one. But in this case, he gave them the same. In this parable, they were given same. One person came and was able to bring about ten. He said, what you have given me has become ten. He multiplied one. He said, your minor. Read the scripture very well. This is a minor. He said, your minor, one. Has, it has gained ten. It has become ten. And Jesus said to him exactly what he said to the person that used the same one to get five. He did not condemn anybody. But what he encouraged from what we see in this scripture, or this parable here, is he encouraged people to be intentional. He encouraged people to walk with what they have been given. Amen. So for you to, 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 to begin to reign in life, the steps to take, the very first thing, is that you will accept the call of God. The call that you, you have been called to become a king and a priest. You need to accept it first. That man with one minor that did nothing with it said, here it is. I have kept it. He collected it. So everybody must do that. Everybody must receive. Everybody must accept. Everybody must receive the word of God that has come to them. The word that has come to you as we had the School of the Holy Spirit um, special, as we had that conference, Throughout this month, we've been talking about being kings and priests unto our God. You need to receive that word first. You need to receive it. And by receiving it, I'm not saying allow it to enter your ears because I know everybody is hearing me. But are you, are you, you everybody is um, listening. Are you hearing me? 
is your ear of the Spirit hearing what the Word of God is saying to you, that you have been called to be a king and a priest. I need you to write it in your book. Write it like a confession to yourself. I have been called. I. You can type it on your phone if you don't have your book here. I have been called as a king and priest. I. Not your pastor. Not your dad. Not your mom. Not your husband. Not your wife. You yourself. You have to receive the word of God. The people that we see here that were given birth to, you know, in Hebrews 11, for instance, are ordinary human beings like you and I. Ordinary. What separated them is the fact that the word of the Lord came to them and they first and foremost received it as a personal word. That's why I said you should write it down that I have been called. They received it. Don't look, this, this message that you are hearing, don't hear it as we have been called kings and priests. It won't do you so much good. If you hear we have been called, just, your advice will say, moral language, as in call it to yourself. Talk, you know, fix it on yourself. I have been called. Don't, don't be selfish about this now. Everybody that we see in Hebrews 11, all the heroes of faith, the men, the women, one thing that separated, all of them were given birth to, having the call of God upon their lives, probably having um, prophecies spoken over them. But when they came to the earth, they had to embrace the word. They had to embrace the prophecy. There are several prophecies that have been given over you, that has been spoken over you, that if you do not walk with them, they will become nothing. And it won't be that God is, is, is um, fake or that God did not mean what he said. It will be that you failed to walk with God to actualize what God wants to, to do or birth in your life. So the very first thing to do, the very first step to reigning as king and priest in the earth is to receive the word that has come to you. Hebrews 11, let me see if we can read from Hebrews 11, let me see, from 13. Talking about the different people, he's mentioned several people before this time. But verse 13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, they were assured of them. They were assured of them, they embraced them embracing is what I need you to do first. They embraced them. All of these heroes of faith that you see in Hebrews, nothing happened to them by chance. Some of us, you know, I've given my example several times. When I wanted to learn how to, how to drive, there were times I would just be like, ah, how do I go from this level of not knowing how to drive to the level where I become very proficient and I can do it? You know, several times you wish you can just get behind the steering and take the steering, take the bull by the horn, like they say, and then find yourself in uh, somewhere. Find yourself here. But it doesn't happen. You have to embrace it that you have been called to drive this car. Amen. Not your husband, not your wife. You. Embrace it. Or receive it. That's, a, that's always the first step. We have to receive the word of God. The next thing, because when you receive, it's going to affect a whole lot. It will, it will begin to shape your thinking. It will begin to shape what you say also. Amen. It will shape how you walk, how you move in the, in the, in the, in the earth. It will shape your dressing. It will shape everything about you. If you accept that you have been called as a king and a priest, some words will not suddenly escape your mouth. Amen. Nabal, the wife said, uh, foolishness is found with him because that is his name. Because if you, if you know that you have been called as a savior of the world, you know, maybe not savior of the world, but to be a savior, to be a, a, a savior that is arising in the earth. When you have opportunities to save one or two people, you won't push it away, will you? You won't. You will rise up to it. Nabal did not know. When David came calling, 
He said, no, who is David? There are several people that are running away from their masters without doing freedom. I don't know any David. And he pushed David away. And David would have killed him if not for the wife. Do you understand? That's foolish words that he said, which is actually commensurate with his name. We really can't blame him. You know, the way, of it, the way, the way you are, your name reflects what people do. Nabal did foolish things. He said foolish things. If you know that God has called you to be a king or be a priest, there are some things that will not escape your mouth. You will think well. When opportunities come, when things happen, you don't look at yourself like you are doomed. Amen. You know that everything is working out for your good. For some people, that scripture, Romans 8.28, is still a scripture for several people. But when you accept that you are a priest, a priest, and then you are a king, you know that things don't happen to you anyhow. Everything that happens is ordained by God. It is pre-planned by God. Amen. You know, see, the good, the bad, and the ugly, everything has been ordained to work well for you. You will not just suddenly say, you know, my own has finished. Or, you know, people are, you know, people are doing things to, to, to pull me down. They can't pull you down successfully. You, you will just be secured in some things. If we understand what God has called us, if you understand your calling, if you receive your calling, you will just know that everything is working out. It might look like this right now. You know this thing. We'll be watching it. It will change. It is the confidence that you have. It will affect what you, will, what you say. It will affect your outlook, the way you see life. You know some people, they are just every time, they are seeing people that are doing things against them. When somebody laughs, they think they are laughing at them. When something is, you know, they just, the way they interpret things, I'm thinking, how do you see yourself? The way they interpret everything, as if the world is against them, it is when me, I get there, now that is when fuel will finish. You can't finish. If it finishes, then they will tell you, madam, like the um, testimony that our sister gave, where you don't even have to kill. You know, so when things happen, you would look inside and say, ah, this thing that looks like this, there must be something else. There must be a joker somewhere. There is something that God wants to do. This cannot be the end. Do you understand what I'm saying? And because you are thinking like that, it will come to you. But when you already give up that it's finished, when you are looking like it has finished and you are thinking that, no, no, there must be something that God is up to, you know, you will linger. And then you will now see the manager that will say, madam, do you want to buy fuel? And then they give you more than what you need that you even take home. But if you think that, you know, that is how I, I go about with probably um, so, near success syndrome or bad, um, bad luck, when they say it has finished, you know you will already be on your way out of the filling station. And that man will not come to you. He will come to another person. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying if this mind is in you, when you understand that you are being called as a king, Pastor Deborah said to us during the meeting that your calling is a blessed calling. Do you, did you hear it? It is a blessed one. You are a blessed person. The first, um, um, the first service we looked at, God said, you are a treasure to me. I don't know if you see it like that. You are a treasure. It will affect everything. You see some people, the way they dress and look good, not because they have money, but they just know that they carry something. You can't meet them. You are going down the streets. You can't catch me looking anyhow because I know what I carry on the inside of me and I don't even know fully yet. The little that I know, ah, I just know that you can't cut Queen Elizabeth anyhow now. Even Obama's wife that is no more president's wife is ex-president. Abby, you won't catch her doing anyhow. We have Bamijio. You can't find her anyhow. You can't find her dressed anyhow. You can't find her talking anyhow. You can't find her anyhow in some, in some um, circles or in some relationships or some people. You can't, you can't be an anyhow person if you know that you are someone of value. So, first of all, accepting that you are called. 
as a priest, not a priest that not a priest only, but also a king representing God, it will affect a whole lot in your life. That's the number first thing, number one thing you have to do. The number two, the scripture says to us in this Hebrews 11, it says they embraced them from afar off and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Number two is that you confess it about yourself. What you say about yourself matters. Everybody can say bad things about you. If you have not started saying those bad things, then it really does not matter what they say. Is anybody understanding me? It doesn't matter what they say. Soon enough, they will come to understand that what you have called yourself is who you are. So whatever they like, let them say. But what do you say about yourself? Who do you see yourself to be? Do you see that you are, so, you are someone that, that received help from God? Somebody that God wants to help? Somebody that God has arranged help for already? Do you see yourself like that? Or you see, so, you see yourself like someone that is at the mercy of the devil? You cannot be at the mercy of the devil. You are a special treasure. You know what they call treasure? Gold is treasure because it is, it is, is, um, is expensive, Right? It's, it's costly. It, is, it, it, it has worth. It has value. You have value. You have value. So you need to confess, rehearse it, rehearse who you are. This truth, rehearse it. Say to yourself who you believe that you are in every situation. Whether it comes, it's about your health, it's about your needs being met, it's about your finances, it is about your life, your marriage, your children. What does the word of God say about it? And you know, to be a Christian is actually, it's not, it's not bread and butter, actually. It takes a lot of work. If you've been tracking with what we've been saying since the beginning of this year, you realize there's a lot to be done, right? So you will not joke with your time in the Word of God. Because it is in that time of your time with the Word of God that you realize who you are. And you need to know who you are so that you can stand well and occupy your space. And you can confess positively about yourself. You can say what God says about you. So number two, you, re, you confess positively confess what god has said that you're calling confess it about yourself that you have been called a king in the earth you have been called a priest in the earth number three you pray it don't just confess it you are going to pray it and that is actually the one that is it it takes a whole lot of work you pray jeremiah 33 3 says call unto me and i will show you great and mighty things which you have not known there are things that god has called you to that it does not appear as so, as it, as it doesn't appear like that yet. You begin to pour yourself out in the place of prayer, praying and saying, "God, this is who I am. I am reigning in this field. I am doing well. I am a, a force to reckon with in this field. In this thing that I've laid my hands on." Psalm one says about you concerning the righteous man. He says, "Is the, the man is blessed." Amen. He said, "Everything he lays his hands upon is what prosperous." His leaves, he brings out his leaves in what? In due season. This man cannot be a barren man in anything he puts his hands on. He might not, show, he might not have showed forth like that, but you are going to pray. You are going to tarry in that place. You are going to wait in that place. Acts 1.8 says to us, it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. All of us have received power. But what will make the power manifest for several people is that you stay in the place of prayer. Stay in the place of prayer. Put water on the seed that is in the ground. And don't say, you know, when you, when you pray, then the, the tendency for you to say wrongly is reduced, is limited. Amen. 
Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me, call unto me, and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things. These are things that we need to take to God in prayers and say, God, you have called me as a king and as a priest. Maybe the priest, some of us understand it. I know how to stand in the, in the gap. I know how to pray for myself. I'm learning how to pray for other people. But in different areas of my life, maybe in your career, on your job, in the business you are doing, you can't see yourself as, as, a, as a force to reckon with yet. Yet, you can't see yourself as a king. You can't see yourself as controlling things, calling the shots yet. You are going to stay there. You are going to persevere. Amen? You are going to keep doing what you are doing and you keep pressing into it with prayers, not giving up. There are prophecies that have gone ahead of us that you might not have seen them come to pass, but you need to, you know, in the spirit realm, what, what is used to change things and move things is actually prayer. You need to be conscious. You need to be intentional about you generating more. It's like um, when Noah was called to build the ark and he finished building the ark, rain had to come, right? He needed the ark to float. He needed the water level to rise for his ark to, to float. For, your own, for you also to come into what God, God has called you to, prayers need to be ongoing. Without you stopping to see, is, has he risen? Has he gotten to that level yet? Has he not gotten to that level yet? Prayer is one sacrifice that as a priest you have been called to offer. We learned that also during the conference. The sacrifice of prayer is one thing that you cannot retire from. You cannot say you have, um, you, know, you have done it enough. Let me take a break. You will keep up with it. You will continue with it. You will ask that the Lord will give you grace to persevere. Zechariah 12.10 talks about the spirit of, uh, of, of grace and supplication. For, for you to become who God has called you to be, you need supplication. You need prayers. You need prayers to keep going without you looking back, without you saying this thing has not, it hasn't manifested. You just keep trusting God and doing what you know to do. So you can't give up on prayers at all. That sacrifice, sacrifice is a sacrifice. That sacrifice of prayer must keep going. God, I want to be all you have called me to be. Ephesians 1, 17 to 19 that we read earlier on. Apostle Paul said, the people, let them, let, let them know what you have called them to do. He said, every time I remember you, I pray. I thank God for you. And I raise prayers to God. And he said, this is my prayers. That you will know what God has called you to do. So you can't give up on that prayer you can't let go of it you can't let it you know pass you by you have to keep pressing into it you have to keep trusting the lord saying it out to the lord until you begin to see what you want and even when you see you don't stop prayer is a sacrifice you know when we see the priest in the temple they don't get tired that is what they do every day have you stopped to think about it if you you've been told now that you have been called a priest unto god what does a priest do he enters into the temple every blessed day and he offers prayers. That is, the, that is the height of your work. You can't keep quiet. Because to change things on the, on the face of the earth here, things just don't happen. We pray things to happen. We, and most of the time when we are praying, it's not so much of let God um, let this thing happen. As we pray, God is changing you. I hope some of us heard that during the conference too. That as we pray, the prayers prepares us to be the answers. The prayers prepare us to receive the answers. Did you hear that? As you pray, things happen on your inside. You are changing. As you pray, God says things to you. I don't know about you, but every time I pick up my book, every time I, I get on my knees to pray, rather, I have book with me and Byro, because God is always speaking. 
He begins to say things to you that you do deep. When you are sensitive, when you are attentive, you will hear the Lord give you instructions. And it might not be that, don't worry, I will change that man. I will change that yoga. More often than not, it is God telling you how you need to change first. And that is why prayer is important. Because God will not do any change he wants to bring about in your life. He won't just bring about it using other people. He uses you as the first instrument and the most instrument. The abundant instrument. The abundant um, 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 soft to, uh, no, no, raw material that the Lord uses is you. In the place of prayer, we become malleable. We become soft so that the Lord can mend us, mold us into what he wants. Prayer is key. That sacrifice of prayer, you can't but keep it up. In this pursuit to be a king and a priest in the earth, you have to keep talking to God about it. You know, there are, there are, there are, there are um, promises that the Lord has given to you. You keep you know, pushing them up, lifting them up before the Lord. Amen. That scripture that we read in the first, um, first service, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 4, it says, where you have the word of a king, there is power. For your word to carry power, as you spend time with God, as you relate with God, you, God begins to rub off on you. After a while, your word will begin to be weightier than they used to be before. Amen. The glory of God begins to rub off on you. You begin to change. If you, have been, if you were a person that used to be really angry and touchy and edgy before, you realize that bit by bit you are losing that thing. You are not as edgy, as, as angry as you used to be. You become more um, tolerable. Um, is that right English? Tolerance. Pardon me. You become more tolerant of other people. You generally become better. Like that example I gave in the morning too. If you remember that, uh, that guy, that, um, what's his name now? Um, Akim. You realize that you know, he never went around looking morose, looking. He was always happy, laughing. You know, so if you know, if you notice, for instance, that you, you get into the ang anger mode or depressed, you become depressed more often, than, more often than not, it might be that you are not focusing on what God has called you. It is, you are not meditating on it. Joshua 1.8 says that you meditate on it, you become. If you are meditating more and more in the fact that God has called you to be a king and be a priest, not only do I have power with God, you know, to influence things in the lives of people. I have power with God also to influence things even in my city, in my village, in my, in, on my job, in whatever it is that you put your hands to do. Amen. If you are focusing on it, you cannot be an angry person. You cannot be a person that smile is so far away from your face. Amen. You will be at peace with yourself. You'll be at peace with the world around you. Even when people are, are doing things to get you angry, you most likely pity them more because you know that they are in a very hard place. That's why. Do you understand? You will know it has nothing to do with you. So prayer will help. And number four, you begin to step out to do something. You begin to step out to do something. And the things that we can do, they are very plenty. You can increase in knowledge in several aspects of life. You can improve yourself. Because if you have been called to be a king, for instance, if you are in class, you cannot be the last in class. You cannot be the bottom of the class, you know, having the last position in class and saying you are reigning. It doesn't work that way. You have to be among the top of the class, right? So improving yourself, being the best that you can be in every field, everything you do as you strive to be the best is an answer to this call of God upon your life to be a king and a priest. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? The, everything you do as you strive to be the best, everything. You want to improve yourself. You want to read more. If you have to go back to school, if you have to take up any, you know, maybe do masters or you have to do another course, you have to do a training all of those things are geared towards making you better, improving yourself, then you're on the right course. You cannot remain where you are, like that man, that man that had just one minor and didn't do anything with it. He received it. He embraced it. Well, we, we really can't say even he embraced it. He received. Maybe he didn't embrace it. He didn't do anything with it. You, you want to ask yourself, what are the things that God has given to me? Somebody came back with ten. The life that God has given to you, the opportunity of life that God has given to you, what are you doing with it? Some of us, the Lord is already knocking at the door of your, of your heart. And God is already saying, I need this thing also to be, you know, shooting out of your life. Maybe you are good with managing two things. You, are, you, you have a paid employment somewhere. Maybe God is touching, um, you know, um, staring your heart to say, I need you to do more than that. So that it doesn't look like you are given one and it's just one thing that you are... There is so much that can come out of you. At the beginning of the year, the Lord said to us that if we will embrace all that he has for us, you'll be shocked at who you will be, your picture. By the time you have been shown your picture in December, it can be much bigger, finer, better than what it is right now. But you need to begin to, as you pray, the Lord will open, hearts, will open his heart to you and tell you things that you need to step out to begin to do. You can see I'm doing this now, and you are, do, you, are getting, you, are, you are doing well with it. Like when we drive manual cars, when you are on GR2, for instance, and you have gone and gone and gone on GR2, you know you should step up to GR3, right? They tell you not to leave it on that one GR. Some of us, you might be on GR1, you might be on GR2, and God is saying it is time to step up. It is time to do more. You can actually do more. You, you, are not, you have not been called to do the minimum required. There is so much. You might, from time to time, it's important that you look at your life and, you know, ask questions. Um, it's interrogatory prayer. Like, ask God questions. What, what, again, would you want me to do? Are there things that you are calling me to that I am not aware of yet? These are questions that you should have going on between you and God. Especially when, you are, when you've noticed that you are, like, at a comfort level. You are doing something and you have already mastered it. There is more that God would have you do. Amen. There is more. There is more for you to embrace. You need to open up your heart. You need to allow the Lord flood your heart with more that he wants to get out of you. Your life can be more, it can be richer, it can be bigger, it can be better than what it is right now. We need to start asking God questions. Amen. We need to ask, start asking God questions. I want you to write that in your book. Ask the Lord, I want to embrace my calling. There are rewards that God intends for you and I. There are rewards that should come to you. You need to start asking questions now and say, God, are there things? Are there things that you want me to do? Are there things you want to, you want, you want to birth from my life that I've not, I've not yet come into? Are there truths about me that I don't know about, that I don't know yet? You need to start asking questions because there is definitely much more. There is much more that the Lord wants. Amen. Let me finish this, reading this scripture. This um, Hebrews 11. Verse 14 says, 
for those who say things like this, who say things like we are strangers and pilgrims on the earth, and that will go back to the scripture we read in the first um, service that says, don't live, First Peter 2, 12, don't live like people of the world, don't live like mere men. This one said, we are strangers, we are pilgrims on earth. We know we are here on assignment. And the assignment is not just one, it's not two. There is so much locked up on the inside of me. A, 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 somebody's life, one man's life, there is so much that one life can bring, there's so much change that one life can bring about if we will release ourselves to God and allow God to do what he wants to do in us. Amen. He says, for those who say such things, declare plainly that they seek a homeland. They, they, there is a dissatisfaction on the inside of them. You cannot be satisfied with where you are. Amen. That you are earning a living, you have money, you have food on your table. There is much more. Ephesians 4.28 says to us that either used to steal, let him, not, let him not steal anymore, but let him walk, not to be able to meet his own needs, but to be able to meet the needs of other people. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you are in a place where you are satisfied, then you are not in a good place. Amen. You are definitely not in the will of God. If you are in a place where you are, you are, you are, you are satisfied, you are just okay, there should be a level of dissatisfaction on the inside of you. A dissatisfaction for more. Amen. I'm not saying don't be grateful for where you are. It's not the same thing. I'm not saying be greedy. Amen. But I'm saying be hungry for more. I'm saying ask the Lord for more. It says for those who say such things, they declare plainly. Are you declaring? Plainly that they seek a homeland. They are still seeking something. They are seeking much more than where they are now. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they, they had come out, they would, they would have had an opportunity to return to it, to remain at the same place. But then, verse 16 says, But now they desire a better that he is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. I tell you, God has prepared much more for you. He says, God is not ashamed to be called their people, to be called their God. God is not ashamed. They seek something better. They seek something bigger. God needs you to begin to seek that also. Amen. God needs you to be more desirous of, watch, of controlling more, having more, not to consume it on your lust. Not because you want to have better cars and better clothes, but because you want to influence the world that you are in for your king and your master. Amen. God is saying, don't be satisfied, Victor. You can't be satisfied that you are going to school. You have admission. And so, who is it helping? How is it helping the kingdom of God? Amen. There is so much more. If we begin to wake up to it, if we begin to ask questions, and you begin to write down, you will see that you'll be more busy. The time for TV will not be there. The time to just surf, or you, you know, no, no, pardon me, to surf or just look for things on, on the internet without, you know, you don't have anything you are looking for. You are just burning data. We'll be gone. Even if you are surfing, it will be with intentionality. Amen. There is more. Say to your neighbor, there is more. There is more. I want you to rise and just go to the Lord in the place of prayer. That's Hebrews eleven sixteen. It says, but now they desire a better Talk to the Lord and say, God, I desire a better. I want much more in my life. I want much more. The, the scripture says God is not ashamed of those people. God is not ashamed to be called their God because he has prepared a city for them. God has prepared much more for you. God has asked more in stock for you. I want you to begin to ask the Lord, the Lord, this week that I'm going to, I want you to open my ears and open my heart. I want more. I want more. Areas where I have become like a desical. Areas where I have plateaued. Areas where I have become content 
point where I have become satisfied and I'm not pushing for more. Lord, I pray, push me out of that complacency in the name of Jesus. Are we praying? Ask that the Lord will push you out. You want more. Even if it's to take two or three names that you begin to pray for from this night, begin something. No, move your life forward. Don't be at the same state. Don't let tomorrow meet you as the same person. Add some, let the Lord add more to your life. Let the Lord grant you more hunger. The word of the Lord says, those that are hungry and thirst after righteousness, they will be filled. God is not ashamed to be called your God because you want something that is better. He says, I have even me, I have prepared better for you. I have prepared more for you. I have prepared a city for you. I have prepared a place for you to reign and to rule. I want you to ask that the Lord will help you. Let the Lord begin to put that hunger, that desire for more on the inside of you in the name of Jesus. God has not called you to live an ordinary life. The word of the Lord says, live properly among unbelievers. You cannot live the way they are living. What they are gunning for cannot be what you are gunning for. They cannot be looking for money and all you are looking for also is money. It's beyond. Ask that the Lord will help you that you begin to affect your environment, your locality, your neighborhood. You want to be a principality, you know, in good principality in that place for God, for the kingdom of God to move forward in the name of Jesus. You want to say, God, through me, I want light to come into this place where I live. I want more light to come. I want more light to come. I want preservation to come that decadence and evil will not be will not be perpetuate, perpetuated where i am living in the name of jesus we declare that this is the embassy of god everywhere you step into becomes you carry the presence of god you carry the power of god you control how things go and you control it based on the, on the plans of God and the perspective of God in the name of Jesus. Things that will not happen when Jesus is in a place. You want to say, God, they, they, those things don't happen on my own watch also in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will help us, oh God, to be desirous for more in the name of Jesus. This afternoon, Father, we ask that you will enlarge our mouth, Lord. Lord, we ask that you will enlarge our, our, our appetite in the name of Jesus. Let our appetite be more robust let it be more let it be healthier appetite lord that wants more that wants to be given more that wants to handle more in the name of jesus father we come against every form of laziness we come against everything that wants to just do the minimum required in the name of jesus we receive capacity we receive grace in the name of jesus to be all that you have intended all that you have commanded us to be in the name of jesus we ask so god that even our communities will begin to know we begin to recognize that there are people that are representing their God in the name of Jesus Lord we ask oh God as we go into this week things that we see we will not see just with the eyes of man we begin to see from your own points of view and we begin to dialogue with you and say God how would you want this thing to be sorted is there anything that I can do you know representing you to change this situation and change that situation Lord we pray that these conversations will begin with us let it start, oh God, in our hearts, even as we go back home, as we go to our job, as we, as, we, as we stay on our businesses all through this week, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we say yes to your call to reign as kings and priests in the earth, oh God. We ask that it will be more in our consciousness, even as we go into this week, in the name of Jesus. And as your word says concerning these heroes of faith, that you were not ashamed to be called their gods. Lord, we ask that we also will not bring shame to you in any way. But Lord, we will arise. 
We will arise to our true stature. We will arise, oh God, to the reality of who you have called us. We will arise and begin to see ourselves the way you see us and call ourselves, talk to ourselves the way you refer to us also and converse with us in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that this land of Abuja is a better place because we are rising in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.